last time on Colony Confidential. We spoke about this um, briefly, but we said that there's a lot of smart people doing a lot of not smart things. Right. Still? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> More so now. I mean, times are tough, obviously, for everybody. Uh, but at the end of the day, you don't want to you don't want to do something foolish and give up everything you got just to keep a couple of guys employed. And I understand that's paramount. I mean, that's the biggest thing is keeping people employed, keeping the business going. But, um, you know, as far as, as far as disinfecting is concerned, I'm not sure that's the way. It, so I understand that. And I, I'm sure you're doing the same argument, but all I would say too, is that, is that that is an afterproduct of, the logic behind the why, right? Like it's a terrible, I don't ever want to be responsible for somebody dying um, by mistake. So if you do something and then there's a result afterwards that may or may not be yours, then the logic behind the who it lies with is there's a way to, there's a way to fight it from an insurance perspective is all I'm trying to say. Contracts are going to be key. They're going to be more important in this avenue than any other. Um, you will at some point have a market that, that wants it. Uh, I don't see it happening for a while, uh, but whenever there's an exposure that, you know, whenever there's a need, there's always a carrier that steps in and wants to address the need. They may only do it for six months to shut it down, but at least you had, you know, people were able to be insured. Um, because of the state that we're at, I don't see that happening for a while. Listen, I hear you, and I would warn, I'm going to tell you a story, and it's, it's to warn you off of trying to be a lawyer on your own um, as a business owner. This is why you make money to pay an attorney. I was in a webinar, I, I told you about this, and I won't name the person, but in the webinar, the person is providing disinfectant services and they were specifically asked, are you insured? And the answer was so bad, so bad. The person responded saying, we are using a pesticide and we're applying it in the right manner. Like they spoke around whether or not they're insured yeah. or not. Yeah. But like, I, and look, sometimes I like to stir the pot and sometimes I just like to leave it alone. Because my response would have been, What's your target pest if you're applying a pesticide? Because yeah. that's it, right? You can't, first of all, none of us are lawyers. Many of us are corner and hood lawyers where we could argue the shit out of something, but in a court of law, you're going to say all of that. And then the first question would be, what was your target, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when your contract says COVID-19, you're fucked. Yeah. So just a word to the wise. And we've been saying this, make sure that you have insurance. And then the other pieces, Frank reiterated the contract piece. Um, the training piece is key. And, and I, I think a lot of people overlook that. Hey, I go in and spray a couple of things, blah, blah. The DSV product is fucking dangerous on many levels. One, the caution word is danger. When is the last time any of you out there on, on live or anybody listening When's the last time you applied yeah. a pesticide that's in danger? We at Colony have one product that says danger, and we haven't used it in three years. And that's, um, what is it? I don't even, I can't remember the friggin' name. But it's basically a fogger, a fogging um, pesticide that you use in either a microgen or something else that has, everything else is caution. 
So this, this speaks about you have to wear the goggles because DSV, especially if turned into a mist, gets in your eyes. I think there's language about potential blinding. But so this is why I'm saying like the, 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 the insurance, the contract, and then the training and making sure your training meets all of the standards for that product and whatever level it is. Um, Cause you, another product that we've been looking at is um, basically a salt water product. But again, the salt piece of it has me concerned for electronics, but this is a product. The initial upfront investment is, is five figures, but all you need after that is water and salt and it mixes it. You can have it on site or, um, you're on site. Some of our friends in healthcare have it on site, obviously, but we would have to have it at the office, I imagine. Um, but that's just really salt and water, but it's a, it's a huge upfront cost with, like I said, five figures. Um, but you just got to do your due diligence because the, the, that is less, um, dangerous than the DSV, but it also has salt water is horrible for electronics. Any metal. So yeah. Yeah, I and and that's the other piece too. Your contract needs to state um, certain uh, what disclaimers about staining. Yeah, because you remember you're putting this product on there. It's, it it has to stay saturated for ten minutes. There's going to be staining, even if it is just water stains from sitting yeah. there for ten minutes. Yeah. So I, I think the bottom line is that there's a lot to. Well, a lot of things to consider. I mean, I, I think a big part that we touched on a bit is, um, you know, you got two, two, two big employees, you know, working nights to apply a DSV, and they end up with COVID. You got a better chance of catching it doing that because typically only some people are doing it to, to uh, for peace of mind. Other people are doing it because employees have been sick and been sent home. So they want, they want, they want the sanitation. So you end up with two of your key guys down at a time where many people have laid off of many guys. You know, it, it's, uh, it's something to consider. I mean, hospitals and doctors had such a hard time getting PPE that you're going to need an ample supply of it because you, you really can't use the same one twice, you know, when it comes to masks, gowns, and, and suits unless they're being cleaned or sanitized. Right. So okay. there's, there's other factors besides just – the insurance some of the sops that we've seen is people um in at the end of the night before they take off the suits they are getting a full wash down yeah um, so uh billy olson from washington state just chimed in real quick and he said dsv is corrosive and he believes eye protection is required and you you need an eye wash station in his state of washington so that, which, which makes sense. We have, we have eyewash, not really a station, but we have eyewash in everyone's car. But I think the eyewash station, um, usually when it's that type of language, the eyewash station is, um, has to have a, a supply of water, like an unlimited supply. Right. So I think I, our eyewash is only good to use as you bring the person to a true eyewash station. But either way, it just speaks volumes to when you throw your hat into this ring to just be smart about it and make sure that you have, you just, you know, dotting your I's and crossing your T's and everything. And having more conversations like this with people that are smarter than you is what gets you to the right place.
Sheehan, you yeah. did not need to join Instagram Live because you're on the Zoom. I know, but I thought it'd be cool. You know, you're taking this I understand IT thing way too fucking far. That's how I build Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Frank, you mentioned there's already lawsuits out there. Can you talk about them or at least tell us what they're about? Uh, there's something called uh, failure to protect, which has been common. Uh, where we're seeing it right now, I mean, I have property damage. Like I said, the server, I had a laptop that got soaked. And he kept applying it because plastic has a longer wet time. <laughs> I'm not even going to get going on that. Uh, you know, we've had stuff like that. Minor, minor losses, four or five, $6,000 losses. But the ones that we're seeing, not so much as it pertains to sanitation, is the, uh, the cruise, the cruise industry is getting attacked. Every passenger who was on a cruise and ended up with COVID or being, uh, you know, false imprisonment, couldn't get off the boat. Uh, all of those have, uh, from a class action perspective, those will have all been filed and there's more coming every day. Jesus. I saw something about Walmart on social media. Is that, is that lawsuit true about the two people that passed away? I didn't hear, I didn't hear about it. Social media, I take with multiple grains of salt, but I saw something that looked like a clipping that someone posted that two, two separate families were suing Walmart because their family members died and they were suing Walmart for something that sounds like failure to act quick enough and get them proper precautions, PPE, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's where employer's liability comes in on work comp, the family can go after it. Um, you know, what, what, another factor is if you're servicing a place, you know, for, for sanitation and your guys get sick, they can't sue the employer, but they can sue the facility they were servicing. Now, if that facility is additional insured, they're going to turn around and hand the lawsuit back to you. So something to keep in the case of like a Walmart, if a customer gets sick, sues Walmart. Walmart hired sanitation pros last week to do a sanitation. You know, they're going to get involved. They're going to, you know, they're going to end up getting sued. That's like uh, uh, we used to call that a shotgun lawsuit. Yeah, sue everybody yeah. they can think of. Basically, the additional this is where the additional insured really would play a huge part in your loss, because uh, that lawsuit against the facility is going to fall right back in your lap. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just, I mean, look, this goes back to what we say anytime we look to take on new business, even shit that we're already covered for. Our first thought process is do we want to take on this risk? Whatever the risk is, it could be minimal, it could be maximum, yeah. you know? And that risk we assess by the type of customer, meaning what type of facility is, and then the actual person you're dealing with. Because if it's somebody that you label as a PIA or, you know, yeah, pain in the ass, then yeah. the risk goes up. Yeah. And that's what you're not thinking. We know you got roaches, you got rats. We know we could fucking do that. We could get rid of that, no problem. We just give you a plan. But so that's the easy part. Yeah, we're gonna get rid of your fucking pest. But are you gonna try and pressure us like you were saying to color outside the lines? Are you that person that says just do it and then worry about it later? Because we don't like you if you like that. Because that worry about it later means I'll decide later on if I want to fucking sue you or not. Right. So it, it, 
I don't know, man. But I think we're still going to have to service, provide this service at some point from colony standpoint, just to, just to keep the bigger companies away from us. Sheehan, you got anything else? Yeah. Buy a janitorial company. An existing one. Uh, an yeah. existing one. Yeah. yeah, existing one. The other thing is, well, I get the, what I leave you at this. You're, you know, yes, there's a lot of money to be made out there, but never, ever lose track of your core business, something you've been good at, something we've done for a number of years. We've been very successful. And I know you don't want to lose any part of it, so we, we will keep to try, and I know you take care of the business. But I would tell everybody out there, take care of your core business. And um, once, once uh, somebody comes up with this janitorial thing, um, we'll work something out. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes the tunnel's longer. Let's, let's stay safe now because it doesn't matter how much money we make or somebody we care gets this virus and dies, there's no money that can replace that. So I agree with that. Take care of your core business. You know, this is evolving just like COVID-19 is evolving. I was very much against getting into this in the beginning and now see where we may have to get into it just to protect our core business, right? Right. I think Frank said a very good thing. You have two guys dedicated to doing this COVID um, disinfecting and they get COVID. Then what do you do, right? We're already dealing with that from a pest control standpoint where we have 24 people and we, we had for about a three week time, five people that were out. One person was positive with COVID. Uh, three people thought they had it. Uh, another person, family member had it and they had to do the quarantining. So how the hell do you start a friggin' new service at that point? You have four people out. One, two, you don't know how many other people have to be out. And three, the law is you have to pay them for those 14 days while they're not working. But let me ask you this. I know you're not a medical doctor. Who said? But if, 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 oh, did I miss that? I, I don't remember that. I didn't pay for the schooling. Play a hated degree. Anyway, go ahead. I'm not a doctor, correct. Anyway, I'm wearing the gloves. I got my mask. I got my eye shield. Uh, what's the problem? With what? Well, how did I get the coronavirus while I'm working? I don't fucking know. It doesn't. So here's the thing. The, the new- Wait a minute. Wait. We as a company, when we buy this existing janitorial company, mm-hmm. we as a company did everything that the CDC said you should do. Can they be sued too? Because we did everything you said to them. The CDC? Center for Disease Control. We, yeah, we followed their guidelines. Good luck. Well, how can we? I don't think you can. But I, I doubt it. Although I'm sure there will be someone that tries to file a lawsuit against the government. But so, so if we follow their guidelines, yeah. and I, I, I'm, I'm leaving out the part or I know it's an emerging situation, it's changing. But if we follow their guidelines and we stay up to date with their guidelines, how could we be sued? These guys obviously do a better What? How can you be sued? We're in America. We 
we treat it like a rape case. We put the blame on the victim. The problem is when when the tech goes grocery shopping, he's only wearing a mask. He fails to clean, you know, keep the mask clean, touches the front of it. it it's you know, it's like bedbugs. Who brought them in? They were they were gone when I was there. They weren't there. You know, now they're there. Somebody brought them in. Right. And you know, and if, if you're putting people in harm's way by letting them sanitize an area known to be infected. You know that that's what it's going to come down to. Not maybe they got it at the supermarket, maybe they were part in in somebody's basement and not social distancing. There's a lot of factors that could have caused it, but the only one that's going to be under a microscope is the fact that they were treating COVID. Right. You well, know, the, the, the thing was this. I see Frank's point. They might have had the COVID before we showed up, but the fact that we showed up, there's the guy you're going to sue. A hundred percent because you have the money and that's what the, when the people go to a lawyer, the lawyer asks a bunch of questions and then they, they, they figure out who they believe has the most money to go after. Of course. Yeah. Cause they get what? 30, 40%, whatever it is, yeah. get 30%. But look, I, I think also what you were talking about was how do you know where your guy that has the COVID got it and yeah, why, it been? right. Yeah. And why do you have to pay for him to be out sick? Right. Right. I'm going to tell you why. You ready? So, Lord. Government say. <laughs> Government say you must pay. Frank, when I, when I, the last rental that I had in Brooklyn was bought by a Korean family. And needless to say, they wanted to raise my rent 300% day one. And I told them no and whatever. We had attorneys at the time. But the woman. We, we had an existing, we had an existing contract with the previous owner. Well, we had that all. Lease. We did. So yeah. Legally, we were covered. But um, I told, at the time, my sister worked in my office, and I said, don't even let them in the building. Don't let them through the door. The Korean lady is outside, bang. I saw it on video. It's hilarious. Government say, you must pay. <laughs> I must have watched that video like 10 times. Because it, just, it was hilarious. But, um, but Sheehan, that's, that's really what it is. You right now, depending on the size of your business, you will have to pay for somebody that stays home to watch their child or their loved one due, yeah. due to a COVID-19 situation. So, yeah, I mean, if, you, if, you, if this is a daycare center that shuts down because of COVID and, and someone needs to care for the child, that, that, that's covered. That's right. So two-thirds pay. The only thing that you – two-thirds, right. Those people, you only have to pay two-thirds. But – so that that's like that could cripple your business. A small business could get crippled by that. Yeah, that's supposed to come back out of FICA, isn't it? The FICA match following year. Well, there's all, some way they were going to make that up to you, but well, thankfully I don't have that issue yet. At least they're going to make that up to you and then take it away from you later. So it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. in my in my first payroll, my first official payroll after COVID, where we had to pay people for for COVID reasons, we got a five thousand um, dollar credit from the government. I don't, I, I'm assuming it's payroll taxes mixed in with those multiple 14 day people, but there was a tax credit. But to me, that's smoke and mirrors. It's, it, it's, you can't see what's going on with the hand behind the back. Yeah. We're gonna get hit with this as small businesses, the same way we did after Sandy and after 9-11 and after 2008 with, with, we paid an MTA tax on our yeah. payroll. I still do. I don't even know what the hell that is. <laughs> It's, it's, it's subsidizing the MTA that, by the way, is not a government agency. It's a private enterprise. 
but we you're subsidizing that through your payroll tax. Yeah. Metropolitan Transit Authority, MTA. Yes. Yeah. Transit, it's transit tax. It's uh, metro. It's, they call it the metro tax on, on my on my, on my reports. Right. Well, that that the buses in New York City are government. They're run by the city, aren't they? Nope. The MTA is not a city agency. It's just like it's like the Con Edison's of the world, where it's a legit monopoly that the government does subsidize. Then how come when they want to go on strike, the uh, our mayors of New York City have to deal with them? Because they literally have the city by the balls. Uh, right? Basically, yeah. Yeah, ever since, ever since John Lindsay, they do, yeah. Who is that? He gave the city away to all the unions. Hey, Siri, is the MTA a government agency? See what my girl says. Oh, she didn't answer it. Doesn't Joe, you got a new uh, Stu Alstis here. Maybe he knows the answer. <laughs> What's up, Stu? Um, to, I don't think that they are, though, to be honest. Yeah, whatever. Just, if they, if they did were, you ever pay that? Did you ever pay this before the COVID? No, no. The MTA tax goes back. It's for a while. It's either, it, it's either after Wait, ending or after 2008. I think it was after 2008. Yeah, I think so. But either way, that's my point. We are going to bear the brunt of this no matter what. Look at what they just did with the PPP. They added new language that the language is specific to a business owned by a bigger business. But the concerns are now that that PPP language is going to be applied to everybody where you're going to have to qualify your economic hardship as to why you took it. And they're giving everybody till May 7th to give the money back with no penalties now. And that language is retroactive to anybody that already received the PPP. So you don't think there's gonna be more retroactive language once they realize how much they fucked themselves in the beginning? <laughs> oh, it's the new language. Hey, but at least they, 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 they realize, they admit it. What you can't factor in is the, I mean, the uncertainty. I mean, I, my, the, the majority of my filing, I had laid people off and whatnot. But uh, what's going to happen in six months? Yeah. I mean, my, my, my income line is so closely tied to pest control that if, if the entire industry is down 30%, I'll be down 30% as well. Yeah. Based on payroll and sales. That's how I get paid. And so where, do you fall, where do you fall in me paying my bills? As you're, you're, my, you're my customer. I mean, I'm your customer. And then my customers. So if my customers are paying me slower, it's a trickle down to you for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. So it really, that money is also going to help float. It, it's going to do what it's supposed to do. Float payroll. For a couple of months, yeah. While you are tracking people down, I promise I'll pay on time. But I, not everybody <laughs> will. <laughs> well, I know that. I know that. And we aren't going to know that until next month. Until the <laughs> middle of May, really. And... Yeah, we're not going to know. It's like that's a little over two weeks. Right. But but the point is, is all of that PPP money is already 
you're already going to have it or not have it, and you'll already be subject to that retroactive. But the uncertainty of it all is the really why you accepted it. So I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they say to you, do you have all the money in the bank right now that you could pay back? And if you say yes, there'll be no penalties. That, that'd be my hope. So, yeah. But either way, whatever your payroll is, you'll never get that money again at a 1% interest rate from anyone. No. No. Even if you got, even if you have to pay it all back with the with the one percent interest, it's free money. It's two years at one percent. Exactly. I've been saying that, but still, I don't think I think everybody needs to make their own decision and think about it. And and a lot of people don't necessarily listen or comprehend what free money really is. But one percent. Look, most people that are doing it that have a payroll are, are getting a six figure amounts or higher. Right. Any, the best money that I've borrowed lately has been at 4%. And that's really been the lowest for a credit line or something like that. So if you try and go do like a real loan, if you're looking, you're probably looking at six percent on something like this. And it's unsecured too. There's no collateral. Right. Completely unsecured. Right. Which is which is even crazier. Ian, what's up with the stock market? Coming back. Um, the I think there's going to be a big surge in um, in our uh, healthcare holdings. Because they're going crazy with all of these vaccines and stuff that they're working on. Um, we, we're protected. We got those Ginny Mays. And um, I thought we'd be down like 30%. But after I got my last mail from you, it was like a little 11 something. And now that was, that was, the, um, that was the end of March, the last readings I got. And uh, I think it may, may be down like 6 or 7% now if they're looking at those. Do you know so, you can access your entire portfolio every day online? Yeah, but it can also be hacked. So you're, you're right about that, but it can be hacked whether or not you access it or not. Because Merrill Lynch is still online every day. Oh, so. God. So either uh, way, you know what? I'm hacked right now. Oh my God! You son of a bitch! <laughs> Dude, every so so Frank, I am literally picking his mail up from his house and re fucking mailing it to Florida. <laughs> Listen, did you mail another set? No, because I I was waiting for one thing. I got it today. It'll be out tomorrow. What is it? The masks. Oh, oh, oh. Black, the black ones. Cool, cool. You know to send it UPS. That's the best way now because the mail is... Are you having trouble with the mail in Brooklyn? The mail sucks right now. Oh, okay. No, the last time you sent it UPS, it got here. So you want to laugh? The mask that we sent to you from Virginia? Yeah. Got returned to Virginia. Why? They showed up yesterday. I don't know. Whatever. At least we have the mask for Big Red down there. But, um, yeah. So, what was I saying? So, everybody, again, 
Want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, County Confidential, Frank McDonald from Select Insurance, working hard for us, trying to get us some coverage for this COVID-19 so we can get out there and make money. But that's not what it's all about. It's about keeping it. Shane, what's, what's the saying that your Italian friend told you when you started? Oh, I always have to mention his name. His name was Sam Savino. He was from Barry, Italy. He had an ice route. He used to deliver ice. And he saved his money and bought a candy store. And I went to St. Catharines at Genoa High School around the corner. Bro, just say the statement. I want to tell you how I reformed. I know. And I caused a lot of trouble in his store. And I had my first office around the corner from him. And I used to make my nightly calls in his candy store. It had one of them Clark Kent phone boots. And I come out one time and he goes, come here. I want to talk to you. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. He goes, no, I see you grow up to be a serious young man. Just remember, it doesn't matter how much you keep. No, it doesn't matter how much you make. It matters how much you keep. So I always remembered that. He's right. Making all of this money. But one time I was drinking a little too much, and I remembered Sam Savino. Remember, too, you can't take it with you. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I'm leaving it. I'm not taking I'm leaving it. I don't want it. Spend that shit. No, you, I cut you out. I'm leaving it all to the dog. <laughs> That's cool, because dogs don't live that long. <laughs> Listen, let's not worry about that, okay? Let's, let's figure out how we're going to get through this challenging time that we live in, and we'll go on from there. And yeah, with absolutely. the help of select insurance, I'm sure we'll figure it out. We will. What a brown nose. You, right? <laughs> well, all jokes aside, Frank and Phyllis from Select Insurance have, you know, they're always here to tell us straight and tell us what it is. You may have an insurance guy out there telling you, yeah, you're insured, blah, blah, blah. Frank and Phyllis will never do that. They'll tell you what you have, and that's it. And if you tell them you're going to do, do something you're not insured for, uh, expect a cancellation letter in the mail. It has been great. Uh, Frank, I just thank you again. Uh, is there anything you want to tell anybody listening? Just, just be smart. I mean, if anybody wants to give me a call uh, to, so I can evaluate what they have or need, and as soon as I find something that I'm comfortable with in terms of sanitation, I will put something out there for everybody to see. Yeah, I think as soon as you have that, let us know, and we could send some email blasts out and let everybody in the network know. Um, that it's available if they want it, right? And, and for those that don't have the number, it's 914-395-3131. Could you repeat that? I'm writing it down. You schmuck. <laughs> you always say the number twice. What is wrong with you? Jeez. Don't say it. I'm not writing it down. That's my way of telling you repeat it twice. You repeat it. All I remember was 914. Oh, hold on. Give me a minute. 914-395-3131. There you go. You always just Frank, the phone Frank, twice. Frank at selectagency.com. Right, Frank. Say it again, Frank. Say it again. Frank at selectagency.com. There you go. There you go. Thank anyway, you. I guess we're done. But Frank, say hello to your mom. God bless grandma and the rest of the family. And, Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. Let's move on. Frank, well. again, I'm sure I'll be speaking with you soon. Uh, we appreciate everything. Yes. Thank you.
No problem. Stay safe. Thanks for having me. Thank you, everybody, for being on. I will talk to you soon. Coming up next time on Colony Confidential. Skunjil, what's up? Everything, look, you look good. Your hair looks nice. What did you do? Just went to the beauty parlor or something? Bro, I'm the fucking man. Are you kidding me? What? I'm the man. Oh, right. I know that. You didn't have to tell me that. Things look like it's shaping up in New York. There's, you know, I mean, listen, still a lot of people dying, but they're down a lot. Nah, I think that we're going to start to to do the incremental, fa- you know, phasing in or out, whatever the right word is. I have a feeling that that is when the disinfecting piece will come into play heavy, where they'll want it more, you know? Yeah. You know, what's the matter? Your bun loosen up there, bud? I'm tightening it up for you because you're talking shit about my Samson-esque hair, brother. Ooh, that's a sensitive, is that a sensitive thing with my you? Hand. No, it's not sensitive at all. I told you, it's breaking... It's breaking buns regularly. Uh, breaking buns regularly? Breaking, I'm breaking hands. Oh, oh, I got it. I, yeah, okay. Okay. Well, I could use some of it. It must be growing fast, huh? Yeah, nice, nice. Ooh. Yeah. Slick, slick.